0: Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard.
1: Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 55. My name is is Dean Millard. Thank you very much for downloading this. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what time of the day you're listening, I'm just glad you are. We have a saying on this show. It's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. And there's one way we kick things off on this show every single week. And that is by finding out what's your groove.
2: that in your pipe
0: and smoke it. Can you dig it? going kind of you by the boo-boo, don't it?
2: Pipe and a grape, one in a blint. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it?
1: So when I say, what's your groove, I want to know, uh, while you're listening to this podcast, if you're grooving with anything cannabis wise, not while driving or, or operating, uh, heavy machinery or, or doing anything, uh, that you shouldn't be doing when impaired, but if you're just chilling out, listening to this, maybe it's the Wednesday when it came out, maybe it's the Friday, you just downloaded it to start your chill weekend. Let me know if you're grooving with something. Do you have a joint bong? Uh, do you have a, uh, um, edibles going on? Maybe, uh, maybe possibly, do you, uh, just like some CBD and you took some CBD oil? Who knows? So if you got a pipe, you got a bong, maybe you got a bong and a crepe, pipe and a crepe bong and a blintz. Who knows? I don't know what you're going with. Uh, maybe you have a drink. So anyway, whatever you're going with, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis101, on Instagram, Cannabis101 Podcast, same thing on Facebook, and you can email me cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. I am going with a little horizon uh, from Helios. And uh serious happiness is what this strain is originally called. That's why I'm going with it. You'll find out in a little bit more. About Horizon by Helios. So let me get my groove on. (sighs) Tasty. Packed it in my Hexasaurus Rex, hexagon from Burnt. I better clean it out. Clear that bong out. Each and every hit, uh, don't you know, you probably shouldn't be sharing bongs right now anyway, unless it's with somebody in your immediate family, but clear it out before you pass it on to the next person. So that's my groove horizon by Helios. And now it's time to let you know what's coming down the hash pipe, Daniel Nguyen, he's the man behind pneumo cannabis here in Edmonton, three stores. Uh, one in Chinatown, one on 118th Ave and 124th Street is the uh, newest one. He has an incredible story of why and how he ended up in the uh, the cannabis business. I love, my favorite thing about podcasts is telling these amazing stories. I love telling the good bud story a while ago about, um, you know, uh, Tyler uh, starting it uh, with his brother Alex in, a, in a, a van out on Salt Spring Island and I love this story. You're going to you're going to be blown away by Daniel's journey and why he ended up uh getting into cannabis and why it's called NuMo cannabis. Very, very cool story. Chris Ianson, the manager at Nova Jasper Ave, great location, great artwork out in front of that location as well. He'll be by with what's that strain? Uh, we are doing Horizon by Helios. That's why it's my groove and it is Dynamite, great day strain. Uh, so we gave, uh, David Wiley and Malcolm LaBelle the week off. They're both, uh, busy out, uh, in the Okanagan. So we'll give them a week off. They'll join us uh, next week, but it just gives us a little bit more time for everything else. Our cannabis question will be about your favorite strain name. We'll tell you how to get uh, 50% off a DNA kit a little bit later. And we'll tell you how to subscribe to the weed weekly. And get in on our monthly giveaway at the cannabis101podcast.ca.
0: It's prize time. <laughs> Chime in on the cannabis question. Our and you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe and a crepe, bong and a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds. Or email us at Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com.
3: Okay, here we go!
1: Our cannabis question today. uh, Oh, and by the way, uh, Tom Hanks will appear as our cannabis character today. Uh, So you may have never seen him in this role as a... uh, burnout stoner from the sixties. So that's our cannabis character today. Our cannabis question, what is your favorite strain name? Not your favorite strain, not the one you smoke all the time. or You consume all the time. You might not even ever like this strain, but you just think the name is cool. Uh, got a lot of votes for Bodie McBoatface, which is an all time classic when it comes to cannabis names. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Western fan. So the marketing got me with Rio Bravo. Um, so that one, uh, and Eldorado, uh, th- they got me on those. That was the first legal strain I bought was Rio Bravo. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think God greens crack is such a strange, uh, cannabis name, uh, for, for a strain. Um uh, but th- there's a lot of, uh, funny ones out there. There's a lot of weird, like AK 47 uh, that has to do with actually uh, horizon. It's one of the, the lineage, the parents of, uh, horizon that we're talking about this week why would you name the strain after a machine gun um i don't get it uh but there's a lot of good ones out there so hit me up on twitter at the uh at the cannabis 101 you can get us on uh instagram cannabis 101 podcast same thing on facebook or you can email me and you do not have to go public. I got a great uh, comment that I might read a little bit later on uh, anonymously uh, from a listener who just you know can't be public about uh, cannabis because of work or family or whatever, and you have to feel comfortable. You know, it's just like anything, um, you know, whether you're talking about your uh, your sexuality or your mental health or your cannabis use or anything in your life, you have to be comfortable talking about it. And if you're not, you can still talk to me about it anonymously, so you can email me uh, cannabis 101 on one podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we want to know what your favorite, uh, strain name is. Like I love Maui Wowie <laughs> just because I heard it in, in Cheech and Chong, Acapulco Gold. Another great one from, uh, Cheech and Chong that I didn't even know was an actual Strain names I, before I got into this podcast, uh, but there's some great ones. White widow, uh, that sounds like a, uh, a very cool name. Um, and then, you know, there's the, the land race strains, right? Like, you know, Acapulco gold and things like that. And, uh, Afghani, uh, Columbia, Colombian, Mexican, things like that. So, um, well, obviously, uh, Thailand. Uh, tie stick. So there's a lot of uh, cool names. Uh, We are going to give away a prize package from Numo Cannabis. Uh, Daniel Nguyen, who will appear later on in the show, will have something that we will mail to you. So you don't have to be in Edmonton to win. Uh, You just have to have a place where we can ship the prize pack to. So chime in on the cannabis question with what your favorite strain name is, and you'll win a nice little uh, Numo Cannabis prize package. So that is our cannabis question today. You mind if I do a J. At any point, you can do a J during this show. Now we go to what pairs well with cannabis, and that is anything that you think goes well with cannabis. For me, it's s'mores. THC infused s'mores. It's got some bang and legend chocolates um and i can't wait to uh i've done this before i, I try i used chowy wowie before a little too thick didn't melt properly uh, so i'm really looking forward to using the uh bang and uh legend s'mores on my little uh camping trip this weekend so tell me what you pair well with cannabis i'd love to find out what uh, people do with their cannabis and and while they're consuming it and before we get to daniel lewin of Newmo cannabis want to tell you about the Weed Weekly. You can get the latest on what's happening with the Cannabis 101 podcast by subscribing to the Weed, we- Weed Weekly at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. If you sign up, you're in the mix for our monthly prize pack, but only for subscribers. It's an easy way to keep up to date with, hopefully, one of your favorite podcasts, the Cannabis 101 podcast. All right, Daniel Nguyen of Numo Cannabis on the other side of the weed song from the artist, My Dead Dog. Weed
3: is beautiful indeed So let's go smoke some grass
0: The Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: It kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? Really happy to welcome in uh, the studio here out of Podcast Alley in the Marsh, where we uh, host the Cannabis One Hundred One podcast. Uh, the man behind Numo Cannabis, uh, Daniel Newen. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for coming out here today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, first, uh, other than Chris uh, Ianson, who does our uh, "What's That Strain?" first guest to be back out here, so it's good to be. Uh, starting to, uh, get back to some sort of normalcy, I guess, while still taking obviously precautions, uh, we're, you know, yep. new mics and, and things like that for each guest. But, yep. uh, do you start to feel, you know, as, as the, as a, uh, a cannabis owner that things are starting to get a little bit towards normal or is it still people pretty cautious out there?
4: Yeah, I think it's, it's a good mix. I think uh, people definitely are still taking the precautions like wearing masks and things like that. They're Mm -hmm. still very aware of social distancing. uh, But in terms of the conversation around, you know, COVID-19, things like that, that's pretty much died down. Mm -hmm. We, we, we saw at the very beginning, you know, every single conversation of the day was about Corona, every comment, every mention, uh, and you know, that slowly died off. And now it's, it's. The conversation's are a lot normal. They're they're about cannabis again.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I you know, I, I don't know when we'll ever get back to uh sharing joints in big circles it's going to take a, a long time for people to have the confidence yep. uh but we can still enjoy cannabis together and uh you know use uh, social distance measures and and things like that and that was the great thing you had an event at your grand opening at your 124th uh location uh, uh and uh people were uh you know giving distance to everybody but still visiting and enjoying and, exactly. and enjoying And that's what cannabis is it's a yep. community right exactly and that's, that's a big part of what Numo is. It's community. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into Numo, I always like to talk to my guests about, you know, their career before cannabis. And I say most of them because most everybody did something before cannabis. Yeah. Um, you're kinda in that, this is your first career though. So (laughs) give me, tell me a little bit about, um, what you were going to do before you got into cannabis maybe.
4: Yeah. So, um. Right off the bat, I mean, uh, as I left high school, I entered in university and uh, pursued my bachelor of commerce, and uh, that really was my plan. It was to, you know, uh, get my business degree and and get into some sort of, uh, you know, business that that I can learn and, and grow my skills in. Um, and so, yeah, I, I went to uh, McCune University uh, and finished my bachelor's of commerce, um, and really with that, I. I did accounting, that was my major. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a minor in marketing, which I found out was more of a passion for me. Um, and yeah, I, I just kind of pursued that without really a solid goal at the end. And and that's one of the things that uh, I really encourage everybody that goes to school now to do, is really think about what that end mm-hmm. goal looks like. Because going to school for the sake of going to school, uh, it, it it doesn't work out for everybody. And, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, pneumo came about so that I, I could pursue this.
1: Oh, that's, and and that's such good advice. I mean, um, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I took some time off and then I decided I was going to get into broadcasting and it was good because I don't, the effort I would have put in to going to school without knowing what I wanted to do is just, you just, to me, it's aimless. So uh, I think that's uh, I think that's good advice for anybody is to, to make sure you have something in mind. Don't just take general studies, uh for three years and then yep. sit there and wonder why all your friends have careers or, yeah, so, or something exactly. like that. And, so.
4: and a big part to that too, is even trying or shadowing what it is that you're thinking sure. about because I think a lot of people right now love the idea of something and I, and I hear it all the time. They love the idea mm-hmm. of being this or that, and they go through four years or six years or eight years of school. And then they actually do the job like, and then, yeah they, <laughs> they <hate it. laughs> yeah, they hate it. Right. And, and at that point it's too late. And, and yeah, that obviously grows into a lot of other problems that, that, uh, I, you know, it, it'd be really nice to avoid for a lot of people.
1: No doubt. I was like, my older brother was in broadcasting. So I just like would fire. He probably got so annoyed at me as I was asking yeah. him all these questions. So I, that was kind of my job training was just asking him all the time. But I think that's so important uh, to, to, go and see what the actual, uh job is. So so when did cannabis uh, before we get into Numo, when did cannabis become uh kind of part of your uh, your personal life and and you know w- we heard in one hitters about your first time, but you know was cannabis uh, something that was part of your personal life? Yeah, so
4: cannabis has always been a part of my life. Um It started basically with, uh, recreational use in high school, obviously with the buddies, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of just learning and enjoying cannabis, uh, to be honest. Uh, and then as I got into university, it became more frequent use, uh, for again, the focusing and, Mm -hmm. and just getting through university. That's kind of my, that was what I used to be able to stay sane as I was doing all my studies and all that. Well, there could
1: have been a lot of worse things that you could have (laughs) been doing that people, you know, like to try and stay awake and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly.
4: And, uh. Uh, you know kind of going
1: back to a little bit
4: to the career before cannabis is during my whole time in university I was uh, doing a lot of different business ventures um, You know, I, I thought of myself as like a full-time student almost like a part-time full-time entrepreneur right. uh, You know a lot of the businesses that I, that I worked on most of them failed um, but that's really what I learned uh, tenacity and, and got my business mindset and etiquette through so um yeah, basically, kind of, as I got to university, I was doing all these ventures and right. doing full-time school. And yeah, I just, I used cannabis constantly to uh, to be able to just uh, kind of deal with everything, right? Mm. Uh, it was quite a bit of stress. Um, but, so yeah, in university, I, I used that. But then about one or two years in, I got a lot of sports injuries uh, through snowboarding and martial arts. So I actually developed quite a bit of pain in my shoulder. Okay. So uh, I got into a little bit more medically um, and found out, uh, you know, what really helped me. And so with that, that's kind of how I got into growing. I got my, uh, medical license to grow under the ACMPR, Uh, and that's when I really started building the passion for cannabis. So it was, uh, when I actually did my own setup and started growing my own plants and, and trimming and, and harvesting and just, just enjoying the fruits of my labor and, and and going through the whole process was, was really amazing. Uh, so that was a really, really big part of my life uh, personally.
1: Um, and then after that is kind of when I got a little bit more involved in right. it business wise. It's, it's amazing. Um, the, the, when I talk to people about growing, even, even guys that, uh, you know, build great big, uh, you know, grow facilities for people to the person that has their four plants. It all comes down to a passion of, you know, you know, wow, I I created this yeah. and you want to take care of it and yeah. it becomes a part of you. So, yeah. so I love that. And I, and I absolutely, I just, when you told me the story, behind getting into yeah. pneumo cannabis. I, I couldn't believe it. And you know, part of the reason I was, went into broadcasting and, and especially mm-hmm. podcasting is to tell stories and the cannabis industry has so many great backstories. Uh, can, can you tell me, uh, um, you know, your kind of reason why you ultimately got into uh, the retail business? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, I, I
4: love telling this because again, it's a constant reminder for me as well, but, um, so as I said, after I kind of got into growing, Um, I started looking at cannabis stocks actually in 2016 and and that's really when I started to learn the business model of LPs and things like that. Uh, So I started to understand uh, the business side of cannabis um, and, you know, made some money in the stock market and things like that. And that was near the end of 2016 going on 2017 um and around that time they basically announced that cannabis was going to be legalized there was going to be a set of regulations that were going to be released and there's going to be opportunity to uh you know open up cannabis retail so i i looked at the opportunity i thought about it a lot um this was my last year at university So I was also thinking about what am I going to do with my degree at the time? Mm. And and really, it was just a lot of thought. No decision was made. It was just pondering about what should I do? What should I do? And so one day in February, I was just driving, uh, driving, I think, from wherever it was. And my chest started feeling really heavy. And so, you know, I I went to go get it checked out. I went to the ER, actually. And they... At first told me everything was gonna be fine they told me hey you know what everything looks good they ran a couple of tests i was there for a couple hours uh they said you know what we're gonna do one more x-ray you're gonna be good to go home uh so basically five minutes after they took me sat me down told me my lung was about 10 percent capacity good thing they uh, did that last x-ray yeah exactly right 10 percent capacity wow they told me we were gonna to have to go into emergency surgery right away and um yeah it, it was basically a, a a huge scare. Like I literally from one moment thought I was okay. Minute it's to a minute, minute to minute. Exactly. Uh, so we went into the surgery, uh, made it out. Awesome. Everything was great. Um, what I got was called pneumo spontaneous pneumothorax. Essentially what happens is the air inside of your lung leaks outside of it into the cavity mm-hmm. and causes pressure. Um, anyway, so that, that was a big, big realization for me. I literally almost died that day. And, uh, so I, I, had a long time in the hospital because what, what ended up happening was my first surgery went well uh, but about two days into recovery the tube actually cl- clogged so oh. I had to do the exact same surgery a second time again another hole put into me <laughs> anyways at the end of it um, basically what I realized was that I was pursuing accounting for no reason at all no actual passion. reason passion for myself and and almost dying that day made me really realize that, like, why am I doing this? You know, why why do I tell myself I want to do accounting when I know I don't want to? And, you know, that realization in the hospital really brought me to the fact that I'm doing this. So, uh, you know, I got the paperwork. I was actually filling it in in the hospital. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that that's actually where pneumo came from. So Spontaneous Pneumothorax, Then the name came from this experience and, and a reminder to, you know, to pursue what it is. Is your interest and not just sacrifice something else for it?
1: Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so amazing. Um, that, and you know, when, when you look back on it, uh, you know, having two surgeries in that situation is, could be considered, you know, such a low point, but also the catapult to where you are right now. And it, you yeah. know, it, it amazes me how your world can change from one to the next. And, you know, you're thinking, this is, a terrible tragedy and as it turns out it's the catalyst of where you are right now i mean yeah and it, it really is wow. it's 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 actually giving me chills thinking about it
4: right now it's it's actually crazy to see from that has really propelled me mindset wise yeah. right even just the, sh- the strength to be able to go through that like i was literally on the last couple breaths when i was in that hospital it was so hard to breathe huh. in it because it hurt every yeah. time you breathe so i was prolonging my out breaths and I was trying to just,
1: like, a, yeah. you know,
4: and, and, and yeah, so anyways, it, it really made me understand what life was supposed to be about. Huh.
1: And now you're at three
4: stores. Here I
1: am. Wow. And, and
4: I couldn't be more grateful for the blessing that I had and, and just the
1: position that I am in. So Numo obviously comes from, uh, and, and the symbol, I think there's actually, I, I... Have some on the uh, sides there. Actually, oh, nice! There. That's awesome. So, is there a symbol that that is there something to the symbol and and we know what the the name? It means anything?
4: Yeah. So basically, the word pneumo again uh, comes from pneumothorax, which okay. uh, pneumo means air, and the brand pneumo represents life. So, really, air is what provides us life, and without it, we we wouldn't be here. Sure. Um, and that's actually what connects us to plants as well, because plants is kind of what gives off that air. And in turn, we give back the CO2 that they need to live. So it's really just one big cycle. And what the icon shows or represents is uh, the air and plants and cannabis, the connection between all of that and how we fit into that. So that's a little bit of what Numo is. um, And it, it, yeah, again, just goes to show that everything comes back to mother nature. Yeah, um, with cannabis. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, I just love that, uh, personal story. I mean, it's clearly you are not in this to make a million bucks and then get out. You are in this with a passion. Um, uh, you had a life changing experience and, 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 and it's because of passion that, that makes, that makes, you know, the story even better. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It really means a lot to hear that. How about the process though? So let's get, so that, that's the passion you you're, you're filling out the paperwork. Um, I've, I've heard from a lot of people, what the process was like in, you know, having a building with the lights on and having to pay, you know, Wi-Fi. all these things without being open. What was the process for you in your first store?
4: So the process was, uh, it's pretty crazy. I'd say just because it was obviously never been done before. Uh, Prior to that. Nobody really knew what they were doing. And (laughs) I don't, I don't say that in a bad way. I say that in a way where it was, that's factual. It's yeah, it was factual. Nobody had done this before. And even the inspectors that were reading the regulations didn't know, really know how to interpret that. Right. Which again is not their fault. It's just everybody was learning. That's how an
1: industry starts. That's how an industry starts.
4: Exactly. Uh, But yeah, so we actually... Uh, so, I was one of the very, very first to apply. I remember the day they opened applications. I was like, I was right there really? in the line dropping that off. Nice. Yes. And uh, so, basically, I didn't get my, my actual approvals from the AGLC. I started in February when I applied, and I didn't get the actual approval from AGLC till July. Uh, wow. for due diligence and all that. So all that was actually just waiting time, setting up the brand and kind of more of the back end brand stuff, but nothing but with the store.
1: Did you have to have a, a location to, t- you had to tell them here's where my location. So you had a location. I had a yeah. location
4: off the bat. Yeah. So, wow. um, basically with that. And, and so that's one part of it. The AGLC side, I didn't get the city approval, oh. like our actual development and building permits until September of
1: 2018. So you got your approval from AGLC (laughs) and then had to wait for the city for a few months. That's right. Wow. Exactly. Because they work separately, right? Yeah.
4: And so anyway, so we didn't get the final approval to actually build the store, like break ground in the store until September 2018, which is one month before legalization. So we literally built that store. This is a 3,000 square foot store. It's, It's, you know, it's not. Uh, small, right. uh, it's not crazy big, but it, it's a decent yeah. size. So a lot to do. Uh, we were working day and night, man. And, and you know what we like myself and my family, we were the actual ones that were general contracting it. Wow. So, so we built this thing literally. Um, and where
1: was this location?
4: Uh, this is our One Eighteenth Ave, okay. Alberta Ave location. Right. Yep. Our first one there. Okay. Yeah. so you're building this as a family yeah literally as a family and uh you know we're pulling in people from before we had previous construction experience okay. so that's why we were able to take on uh what we could brilliant um man. and uh yeah but really without that i don't think we would have been able to make legalization date and without that i wouldn't have been able to open because i think i would have gotten stuck in the freeze
1: yeah so it was right you want you was the 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 17th was your date, right? Yeah,
4: 17th. Yeah. I opened right on opening legalization date. Yeah. And I'm I'm so, so happy and grateful to be able to do that because uh, it was a monumental day. That was one of the best days of my life. It was a consistent four-hour lineup from beginning to end, no breaks. It was like I that loved. for months, it yeah. seemed like. Yeah, and I, you know what? I love my team to death. They yeah. stuck it out. They did the whole entire day, um, no breaks. You know, we had quick bites in between yeah. when we can. Yeah. We actually opened up. Two hours later than we would actually close because, uh, or we closed two hours later than we were supposed to because we wanted to make sure everybody in sure, line yeah, yeah. got served. You know, we we wanted to make sure everybody that waited that Didn't day have to turn anybody away. That's right. We wanted to make sure you know show everybody how grateful we were that they stayed and waited. And uh, it was it was an amazing time. And you know what? The next day it happened all over again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happened for so long. You, that that sleep that that first night. you, you know you're open. Yep. You stay open. Going to sleep that night. Must have been one of the most satisfying feelings of your life.
4: Oh, it was. I remember just sitting down with the team after locking the front door and just looking at everybody and just being like, (laughs) wow, guys.
1: Like that was historical. (laughs) Like it was amazing. Yeah. To be able to, uh, you know, 50 years down the road, to be able to tell that story to somebody that's like, What's the big deal? Cannabis yep. has been legal for 50 years. You yep. have no idea how hard we worked yep. uh, to, to get to this point. So, okay, so you opened that first store. Yep. What's the timeline then from that first store until now where you have three and and uh, give our listeners the locations of the other two?
4: Yeah, so, um, so right now, um, like you said, we have three stores. So the second store that was actually opened was Chinatown mm-hmm. location, um, and it's actually funny because I actually only planned for the second location after the third one. So what had happened was I actually secured our Oliver location on 124 right. in February of 2019. So about five months after opening the first location. Uh, and that was just in talks. Basically I had an opportunity to take the spot uh, was had a lot to prepare. And then we had to wait for that current tenants lease to be done. Okay. So that's why it, it took about uh, about a year and a half, two years after to open the store, which is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I secured the third location um, by basically a landlord that I knew. And then in June of 2019 was when I had the opportunity for the second location. And so with that location, it was actually supposed to be another cannabis group. Mm-hmm. They were not they were stuck in the freeze. They weren't willing to sign a long-term lease with the landlord. Uh, this landlord knew I was in the business and knew me personally. So he gave me a call and said, hey, do you want the space? And, you know, it was a big risk because basically what I had to do was not only take the lease for my unit. I had to take the lease for the other unit on the other side and find a subleaser as well. That was the deal. That was the deal as well as I pay rent right away during the freeze. Um, and yeah, so those were the conditions and it was a huge risk. I really didn't know what to do. So what, what made you want to do it then? (sighs) You know what? Opportunities don't come by all the time, you know, to not only take out a competitor, but, take the location right, yeah. <laughs> and that that opportunity doesn't come by every every uh so often um and so i took the risk i i signed the lease uh a pretty long lease at that uh for both units and paid right away put a deposit paid right away and knowing not knowing when i would be able to actually open mm-hmm. wow. best part of that two weeks after the license moratorium ended Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you were in business. So I was in business. So that was the start of the second location. Uh, again, I didn't think, I, I honestly thought it was going to be after the third location. Right, right, That I would be able to open that. Because
1: you had to, thought you would have to wait. So. Yeah were you the only cannabis store in Chinatown? Uh, and you know, what was the, the community? Because I know your, uh, 124th street is all about the community yes. and, and I think that when you can go into a community that has not had cannabis right. before yes. and become part of that community. Properly, there are ways to do it. There's, there's is, there is going to be opposition in every community, I think, until yes. people are educated. What was it like, uh, you know, opening a cannabis store in Chinatown? Was there opposition? Were people uh, glad to have you there? So it's
4: actually awesome the support that we received, um, not just from the businesses around us, um, but from the uh, the people in the community. Uh, you know, Chinatown is um you know it's right now it's it's a growing community where obviously it's had its issues um that it's that it's you know fixing and things like that and we're trying to add to that uh that part of it uh, of the community we're really trying to uh grow the presence and the awareness of the community and show that it's uh uh, a great place to to come and, and and a safe and place yeah. exactly right so um, in terms of the actual community there we actually reached out to a lot of the actual organizations around there that help with smart social causes uh, and actually I brought someone on the team that because uh, I, I really wanted us to be a part of that community in like you said a proper way mm-hmm. so uh, you know we talked to a lot of the people in that community brought some on the team are uh, still talk to them so there's a continuous relationship we have going on with them and and it's uh, it's been amazing you know we try try to help out where we can. There are some people that are less fortunate that we do try to, you know, provide mm-hmm. uh, different things for. And again, that just kind of, uh, the community sees that and they, they, they're happy with that. And, and we're happy that we can contribute some kind of value.
1: Well, education, that that's what it's, uh, uh, all about. And, you know, cannabis in some cultures is accepted and other cultures is not accepted and some it's like vehemently not accepted and others it's, um, you know, um, kind of maybe, maybe in the middle. So yep. when you do it properly with education, yep. uh, whether you're in, uh, uh, Chinatown or, uh, in little Italy or wherever yep. you got to educate yourself, whatever community you're in that, Hey, exactly. we're here, uh, we're safe, we're yep. proper, uh, and, and being a part of the community, which is why your newest store is so cool. I mean. That grand opening vibe was awesome. You had, it was like a, like a, like a festival or a farmer's yeah, market for cannabis yeah. almost. Um, uh, and then you get to the the cool entrance that, that you have with the trees. Yeah. I absolutely love that, but it, it's a whole community kind of a vibe that you want to have with every store, but that store in particular, tell me maybe for my listeners, yeah, describe the setup. Yeah, so basically uh, we call it the Numo Alley. Uh, It's a a
4: giant permanent street mural that we've done uh, in the alley um, leading up to the store. And basically the idea around this is having a space for people to come enjoy cannabis. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a part of Numo, what we really try to do is destigmatize cannabis. And there isn't really a space that you can go openly enjoy cannabis and talk about uh, it other than cannabis stores, really, right now. Um, But, you know... We wanted somewhere that you can enjoy other things with cannabis as well. And that's really where the whole community aspect comes in with the alley, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why we had uh, the market there. Basically we had about probably 10 to 12 vendors there, different local businesses, local artists, local creatives there uh, showing off their Um, artistic creation. Yeah. It wasn't just
1: cannabis companies.
4: right? exactly. Almost actually almost half of them weren't cannabis companies. Um, and they were people from all walks of life, uh, all different businesses.
1: Because cannabis is in all walks of life. And and that's exactly it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, and you could just tell from, uh, what everybody was feeling and experiencing and talking about the, the vibe, as you said, was amazing. Like it, it really brought out the community and, and showed what cannabis can do for, for 124th street. Right. Uh, so yeah, again, that, that space is just for everyone to come enjoy. Um, you know, and it's also a part of our artistic contribution to 124th street, which is, you know, is a big part of that area. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, so you have that really cool entrance when you walk in it's, uh, you know, it smells, of it it, it takes me back to where, where, when we had our cabin at Lake Medigosh in Manitoba, (laughs) the, the trees, the little pathway, um, you know what, I, I like that. You know, I, I, my friend Chris Ionson at Nova Cannabis, they have some cool artwork out there. I just mm-hmm. think it's cool when you can be something different than yeah. uh, just a, a door into the shop. Tell me a little bit about that. And is it the same with some of your other stores too? Yeah, so no, this
4: this concept is uh, unique to this location uh, because it's it's just never been done before anywhere, really. Um, and so with this, we call it the Infinity Forest. Mm. Uh, essentially, uh, it's a forest in there that never ends. And what we wanted to to do was basically a place for people to not just buy cannabis but to experience cannabis so as you said when you walk in you smell it you you can feel the trees uh, which are all real trees yeah and you can see uh the forest and and really we wanted to make that connection with cannabis because that's the same way you should be looking at cannabis you know you should be using all your senses to really look at uh at cannabis and so Um, and again, with, with the space being where it is, being the store located in the back of an alley, we wanted to just make a cool, fun vibe off of it. And that's why to really enter the store, you get into the forest and you got to find the branch that gets you in. Yeah. Right. So it's really adding a little bit
1: of a sense of adventure to the whole experience. I didn't know where I I was, it it made me think like, where is the door? It's it's kind of, it's it's, instead of just blindly going through life. Right. It it kind of just perks you up a little bit.
4: Exactly. It makes you look around and, and, and be in the moment. Yeah be aware of your surroundings
1: exactly it's it's in the
4: middle of yeah. downtown and and it's, it's a forest in the
1: middle of downtown
4: exactly a place for people to reconnect with nature
1: kind of like a, a microcosm of edmonton like we've got the river valley in the middle of edmonton actually and, that's a really you know, it's, good it's yeah. kind of like a microcosm of yeah of what you got going in edmonton so you you have three stores um maybe let's talk about like the you know is there a benefit to having your you know you're an independent you're not yeah. a, a corporate store so the benefits of having three independent stores and, and maybe what sets new apart
4: yeah so i'd say right off the bat the benefit of having three stores is the different communities that we can serve and impact so uh even though all of our stores are within central Edmonton, probably each within 10 to 15 minute driving distance of each other. Um, the communities that we're in are very, very different. And it's really, really unique in providing those different experiences to these different consumers. Um, so, For example, it's not like uh, when you go to one store, you're getting a completely different experience than another, but you really see the localized feel of each of the stores when you go into it. Right. um, Which I think is really unique. Um, I'd say another benefit that we've had most recently now having the three stores is sending people to other locations for the different stock.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
4: because um, right now, like it's... Uh, the Alberta cannabis—they uh, finally allowed us to transfer product between stores. That's only every three months, though. Um, but it's very unique, at least being so close to each other. Being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we don't have blueberry Kush here, but you know, check Chinatown—we actually got it on a sale." Right. So it's it's really cool being able to send each other over there. And then when that when that customer gets to our the other store and they see that familiar face, they're like, "Hey, it's uh, you know Dustin there yeah, again yeah, or Daniel, yeah. right?" And and they make that connection again. It just really builds the community. Uh, people. So far our consumers really feel as if this is their store mm-hmm. you know they go in they know our people and they know exactly uh where everything's like everything
1: about it they know so yeah. and and they connect with that uh, so. i love that uh what are some of your favorite parts of this whole thing I, I i would i would i i was gonna say your job but as you know like you have many hats as <laughs> as uh at numo but yeah what are some of the favorite things that you like to do you know what? I, I absolutely love being on the floor.
4: Um, you know, talking to consumers is mm-hmm. where I actually enjoy the most. Um, especially the ones that are willing to learn, uh, maybe new, exactly yeah. new, willing to learn. Um, it's just something about providing a recommendation after listening to them and then it working and them coming back being like, Hey, that was like the best cannabis I've ever had for mm-hmm. me. There's, nothing better feeling than doing that in cannabis retail i think yeah um just because yeah you're literally influencing somebody's experience and when you do it right it yeah. feels good right
1: uh That's so. so it's so powerful because i love going in and you know i'll go in with like one thing in mind uh, i'm gonna get some blue dream or something and right. then you know the the bud tender i'm dealing with you know they're talking to me and they'll get that and they'll also make a recommendation for maybe not not to say don't get this because that's what you came in for but hey maybe you should try this as well I absolutely love that. And oftentimes I will be like, you know what? I'll try a little bit of that yep. based on that recommendation. Um, it also kind of allows me to kind of gauge their, yeah. you know, because I meet a lot of different bud tenders that are really smart. Exactly. And, you know, can gauge the, uh, you know, the 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 I guess the the knowledge level in different people, right? right?
4: Exactly. Yeah. No, I I I think that definitely the bud tenders have to be able to know what the product is in order to sell it. And
1: a lot of times it means trying it. So right, yeah. Yeah. It's listen, it's, you know, I, it, it, cannabis often gets compared to, to alcohol and, and you know, the, in that business, uh, you, you know, if you're a wine, you know, one of my best friends is a wine sommelier. Well, if he can't tell the person what it, the, this is going to taste like or, and, and, and while cannabis is. Uh, different for every person. You can mm-hmm. still have a general. You you yeah. have to be able to know. Uh, if if I go in and I say I want something with uh, cariofilin, and they give me something that I know doesn't have karyophylline, I'm probably not going back to that place yeah, again, right? Exactly. So you, it has to be genuine. And if you don't know, then then you get somebody who does know, because we can't have people. Having their first legal experience be a terrible negative experience because somebody yeah. was afraid to ask somebody else for help. Right. That's
4: exactly it. It's okay to not know. Yeah. And, and that's what we tell our buttenders all the time. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, when we bring a new team member on, they're a little bit scared of our menu because, uh, you know, we have, you know, over a hundred SKUs on the menu. It could be very intimidating. And it, it could be. Uh, so, you know, it, it takes time to gather that, that, that product knowledge. Right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah,
1: if, if you haven't tried it yet, talk to somebody who yeah. does. Right.
4: And you know what, that's actually another. Favorite part of uh, of this uh, this is that opening on shipment days, opening the box, seeing what came in, talking like about yeah, it's like Christmas really, and and just chatting with the team about it, and again having that 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 team uh input from everybody on what their thoughts are on this train what could be improved what they like like that is one of my favorite parts is is just conversating with the team about cannabis
1: i love all my different (laughs) buddies at stores i get texts from them i can tell all their order days now because i've been like hey we got this in we got this mac one in or you know whatever it might be yep um being part of something from you know the beginning i mean you mentioned it you were day one i mean in you know, 50 years, 60 years, when you're going to be telling your kids, grandkids, or whoever wants to listen that yep. you were part of day one of a brand new industry. I mean, this is a moment. Will, will we ever see an industry born before our <laughs> eyes in our lifetime again? I mean, you know, like it's, we saw the internet, but yep. that was so different. You couldn't really yep. touch it. You can smoke this product. Exactly. I mean, what is that like just to be in on day one?
4: Man, it's. I feel so grateful, and I feel so blessed um, to be able to say that I've I've been an OG in cannabis retail yeah. since then. You know, uh, it, it feels amazing just to be able to say we were there on day one, and as well influence how the the beginning steps of the industry mm-hmm. went. You know, um, I just remember a lot of different things. Uh, that didn't really make sense, to be honest, and communicating that and working with the regulators on on how to get past that was really unique because, again, I just I, I felt like I had an impact on the, how the actual industry was going to go. Uh, and and that to me was one of the biggest things where I was like, wow, I, I'm I'm in a position that is going to influence how things are going to be for, you know, Long-term.
1: Yeah. I mean, the regulations in the beginning were, and you know, some of them still are very strict, but it it, it is good to know that there is at least somebody listening on the other side because some of the stuff has changed since opening day. So it's good to know that, and listen, my philosophy is there's this giant cannabis balloon and they're letting it out a little at a time because they don't want to let you do everything and then take it back. So while it must, while it probably has been frustrating at times for, for people in the industry. Knowing that there is open uh, discussion, I guess, and dialogue, yes. and things can change, yes. has to be heartening. Oh, totally. I, I absolutely love it.
4: Um, you know, <clears throat> even lately, we've been seeing the amount of engagement that's going on with the retailers and the and the AGLC or the regulatory body has increased tons like tenfold um you know they're asking us for our feedback and our advice and and what products we want to see and and that the communication is mm-hmm. starting to be very frequent now which is amazing to see because you know before decisions would be made without any any input collection from us uh where now you know you can kind of see they're they're starting to listen to us because we we're the ones talking to the customers yeah. right which
1: and it's changing it's yeah. it's fluid like i mean We go back to our discussion about the beginning about, um, you know, even the regulator saying, well, I'm learning this too, right? Because there wasn't a guidebook before, but you know, when, uh, you know, whether it's Israel or Thailand or, or, or the UK, whoever decides to legalize, yep. there will be a guidebook now yes. because of what we've done. So exactly. it's important to get it right and, and show that there's no riots in the streets and people aren't jumping off <laughs> yeah. buildings, the old <laughs> yeah. Reefer Madness movie. Yeah, that's right. It, it, if anybody out there wants a, a, a good chuckle uh, with a joint, watch Reefer Madness and see how silly uh, that propaganda uh, was so it is it is is neat to be part of that building process. You're building that guidebook for for other countries, um, and and you know we have different stores. Do you have different strains that are more popular? Like, are, what are some popular strains that you're finding? And and has that changed like quite a bit, or is there the old standards?
4: Yeah, so it it really depends on the consumer you're talking to, um, but generally <clears throat> the classic strains uh were sought after at the very beginning you know strains that people knew people didn't right. really know what uh you know solar power or whatever it is right, right? but they knew what so- sour kush is uh yeah, so people yeah. were looking for you know your white widows your pink kush uh you know your blueberry kush and, and just some classic names um, but now we're starting to see the market evolve to uh you know the search for genetics the mm-hmm. search for a very unique exotic genetics that uh, essentially uh, some lps don't have uh, some do some don't and and really it's about trying like consumers want to try new things all the time Right anytime a new strain comes in it usually sells out first, right? Just because even if it's good or bad the, the name unknown. Yeah, yeah I unknown, unknown, right yeah. Um, And then yeah, so so I'm starting to see a lot of people really going for you know those unique You know some of those Cali strains that you hear a lot about or you know other strains like that So uh, it, it's really cool to see it's developing like that. But then again, you talk to an older consumer uh, you know somebody that's been smoking for years you know they always want to stick to their pink kush you right. know or their Sensi star or whatever it is so it, it really depends on on the consumer you're talking to but overall i think i think people are starting to to know it is all about genetics and, and search for that
1: and you know for some people they knew a strain as this and now it's called this because the you know the lp is different so it's going to take a little while i I thought like when I, like I was, when I was a kid, we loved, we watched Cheech and Chong all the time. Like yeah that Cheech and Chong was our, what Seth Rogen is now to like yep. kind of the next generation, yep. they were, they were our guys. And so I always thought they were making up these names like Maui Waui and Acapulco Gold. And (laughs) you know, my friend's brother went into a dispensary in Vancouver and asked for some Acapulco Gold. And the guy said, that's not a real strain. That was made up by Cheech and Chong. It wasn't until I started this podcast that I learned (laughs) those are real. And the first time I had Maui Waui was I felt like I was hanging out with Cheech and Chong cause yeah. I had heard them say, so it's, it's amazing how the, the, you know, the pioneer, the, the long time, the, you know, like the guy that's been, you know, the 60 year old that's been yep. smoking since he was 16 feels yep. about cannabis compared to the new person who doesn't know anything about this strain, but just knows it as, as the new. So it's, it's yeah. a different, uh, world, but it's, um, you know, it, it's, you're always going to have those guys like the, 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 you know, I'm an Afghan guy. I'm a kem yes, dog guy. I'm a Northern exactly. lights, you know, gal or girl. Right. Yeah. Um, but the new consumer they're open to trying everything. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like their mind is pro- wide open. N- whether it's a strain or yep. a
4: product, right? Yeah. Or you even know? product formats. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, even opening up to oils and, and mm-hmm. edibles and things like that, where I know some, some, uh, you know, older generation consumers are, are actually completely against. You know, let's say yeah. dyslip pens, for example, is a big one. That's you know, right, Some people hey? only want to stick to dried flour and, and good old bud, right? They just think it's
1: wrong or something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. But in the, that's the good thing about the cannabis plant is that it provides for everybody, whether if you just want CBD, yep. okay. If you want THC, great. If you want to use really high THC and dab, great. Like there's so many different ways. And, you know, what are some of those things that you're excited about. Like we, you know, we started out with flour and oil capsules and, and yeah. oil and it was like, oh, okay. And then we just couldn't wait for edibles. Yep. Well, we're a ways past that. What are yes. some of the products that you like uh, that, that are out there and that do you think are pretty popular?
4: so um i'd say right now the the thing i'm most excited about is beverages actually okay um i i know some people actually don't like them and i can understand why obviously 2.5 milligrams for yeah for me I, I actually do most of my consumption through oils now okay uh or through ingestibles uh, but yeah so i uh, i just really like the fact because i had a cannabis beverage um that obviously i added more into right yeah, they, yeah. i made it about 100 milligrams uh just to see and the the process of just sipping it over about an hour's time and slowly getting that effect. Yeah. Re- I really enjoyed that. It was something that I really, really liked most of the time, like with an edible, you eat it all at once and it hits you all at once. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, it's not bad, but yeah. when you're socializing, you gotta wait a long time. Too. Exactly. These drinks
1: come on a little bit faster. They
4: come on a little bit faster. And just the fact that you're able to slowly enjoy as you're socializing, that's what I'm really excited for. Mm. Um, Again, I do most of my consumption through oils and stuff now. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm okay with right. kind of the the slow effect. I, I have to time my highs <laughs> as I say so now. Uh, but yeah, I think beverages are great. Uh, obviously, I wish the 10 milligram cap would be over with. But, you yeah. know, if, if they can get it to a reasonable price point and where you can actually buy a certain amount without being ridiculous. Like right now it's five cans you a You can't limit. buy a
1: six pack. Yeah, you can't you buy can't six a six pack. can't take a six pack to a barbecue.
4: Yeah, exactly. So that, you know, that obviously has to change. But when all that does change, I think that will be a uh, a growing um, market. Obviously, again, we, we see data right now where it's not the biggest market, yeah. but I also see in the stores how excited
1: consumers are for this. Well, the drinks, you know, they're not perfect yet and I'm, I'm willing to admit that. And I think the people that are producing them are willing to admit that. I mean, dabbing has been around for a long time. Shatter that stuff has been around for a long time, Yeah, right? Drinks are brand. This is brand new. I think I, you know, there, there have been people that are maybe making their own, but brand new at mass consumption. It, it it might take a little while before they perfect yeah. drinks and, and I'm willing to wait on it. I'm just glad that it's an option.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my thought. I'm glad that it's an option mm-hmm. if you want it. So,
1: Thoughts on legalization, uh, as a whole, as, as a guy who's heavily invested in it, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, being patient, but mm-hmm. has that been difficult sometimes you have to remind yourself that this is brand new and it's not the alcohol uh, industry that is, you know, had their prohibition <laughs> how many years ago? Yeah, I think there's positives and negatives
4: to it for sure. Um, like obviously. Uh, I I wish some of the restrictions were a little bit less and things like that due to legalization. But overall, my thoughts on legalization is I I think that it's it's been amazing for the world and, and Canada in general. I think that we're now able to openly talk about cannabis. Yes, and we're able to openly enjoy and consume and discuss. We don't have to whisper anymore. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And and it's starting to gain interest from people that never would have thought they would have ever touched cannabis. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even within my personal family, you know, they were pretty open to cannabis, mostly everybody, but, you know, I had some people, uh, you know, aunties and uncles that would, would never have thought sure. to touch cannabis. Right. And, and now the interest is there and same within the store. Almost every, every day we'll see a new consumer come in just be like, Hey, I've never tried this, but heard lots. I I just, I thought today might be the day, right? So it's just really cool how mindsets are shifting around cannabis and and the stigmatization about cannabis in general. So There
1: should be a bell that's rung every time a person comes in (laughs) and says that. Hey, we got a new consumer. And the the, the important thing is let's treat this consumer with care and give them the right education. Because for me, um, you know, we want to get rid of the stigma. Well, how do we do that? In my opinion, we normalize it. Like I yes. said, we don't whisper, uh, we're respectful, yes. uh, you know, respectful around people, but you don't whisper, you don't hide it. Um, you, uh, talk about it in a proper way because you know, one of the big slogans here is it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Exactly. So there's not, it's not that stoner slacker, um, Stereotype, it's still out there, but right. you, but by talking about it, by showing that it can be a legitimate business, or it could be a legitimate help to a person in their life, yep. that's how you hopefully get those other people. There, there, there's some people yeah. that are never coming over to this side. Exactly. There's some, there's some people in, in, and you know, you look at it bigger, you, there, there are people that are never, ever going to think cannabis is a legitimate, uh option for anybody, even That's if right. you put all the science in front of them. That's right. They have their mind made up. Yep. But there's a lot of other people that aren't like that.
4: And then you see the people that this that cannot live without cannabis and they, you know, they, it, it helps them so much in their everyday life. And, and, and to me, it's just crazy to have that parallel where, you know, some people like, I just wish those two people could meet (laughs)
1: them in a room, right? Yeah. Literally
4: just have a chat because,
1: because it it really is I would pay for that. I would, that would be a (laughs) pay-per-view. I would actually, and a lot of people were pissed off about the UFC pay-per-view. This would be a good one. Yeah. Because to, to be able to, you know, you, you watch some of those documentaries. I mean, there's a documentary called weed the people where it's all about kids dealing with debilitating yes. life threatening in some cases fatal uh situations and yes. how cannabis has impacted their life. You you go tell the family of an 8-year-old that had their seizures go from, you know, a 100 plus daily to yep. maybe none that yep. this is snake oil or whatever. Yep. That, that you know it's it's might not be for everybody and that's fine. That's right. But it is for a lot of people. Exactly. What about the next big thing in cannabis? What do you think is on the horizon that we're going to see? That's going to be maybe a game
4: changer. I think it's a globalization of cannabis. I think it's really cannabis reaching other countries and other areas of the world where it, uh, it, it hasn't been, or it has been, and it's just been illegal, right? right? Um, uh, kind of coming back to Vietnam, like, I'd love to see cannabis, uh, you know, openly enjoy cannabis there. I don't think that's going to happen for a very
1: long, long time. Uh, but I, I think there but are one company is uh, the domino with Canada has fallen yeah, already. Right. Exactly. You, you never know when it. And gets you never there. know.
4: Exactly. And you know what? You're right, because, uh, uh, you know, with Thailand and South Korea, a lot of countries in, in Southeast Asia or Asia in general just opening up. Uh, as well as other countries in Europe and Australia, you know, Mm. everywhere, Uh, the Middle East, you know, Israel, everything like that. Like, it's really, really cool to see the conversation and the movement already starting. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be even better when it actually hits.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Like one country might say, yeah, we're doing it. And the other country, like I think New Zealand has a referendum on their uh, upcoming election. Well, it might not happen now, but just like every other time when you talked about it, uh, if you looked at the last... Whatever, 10 years before legalization yep. in Canada and the US, each year there was growing support for it. Yes. Wasn't exactly there, but he, each year it increased. And that's it, you know, who you mentioned when you were in college, you had a lot of businesses that didn't work out. I think Albert Einstein has a quote about uh, something like to do with that about uh, the amount of times you fail before you succeed. Yeah, that's right. So just because you don't get it on the first referendum, that, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And it tells me that there's, there's enough of a groundswell, yeah, yeah. and, and when the amount of research that's going to be done in Canada, that's being done gets out to the rest of the world. I think people then will start changing their minds.
4: I agree. Yeah, exactly. All it takes is, uh, for people to
1: start to realize what it can do and there you go. Perfect. Daniel, this has been a lot of fun, man. I'm so glad I uh, stopped in on your grand opening, got to meet you. The story uh, behind why you started Numo and the reason you you went with the name is incredible. And I wish you best of uh, luck with future stores.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity in the chat today.
0: This is the Cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: Great conversation with Daniel Newen. three locations, Numo Cannabis in Edmonton and check out uh, One Hitters later in the week featuring Daniel as we get to know his cannabis history. Uh, he has some hilarious answers. In one hitters, you can find it and full episodes at www.cannabis101podcast.ca, where you can also subscribe to the Weed Weekly and qualify for our monthly giveaway. Uh, I did one hitters last week, actually. My wife Trish uh, asked the questions because we didn't have a, a main guest. So you can check out all of our one hitters at the uh, website as well. And if you're into other podcasts, uh, I have two others. So one is uh, Sports and More. And the other is tracking the draft, Uh, sports and more, uh, sports and pop culture, uh, pretty much anything except for politics and religion. And tracking the draft is specifically about the 2020 NHL draft, and it features Craig Button, the director of scouting from TSN, former NHL GM. All of that can be found at www.podcastalley.ca.
0: is the Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: Don't rush through summer, but keep in mind October 3rd and 4th is the Cannabis and Hemp Expo. At the edmonton expo center you can get more information at cannabis we'll have a booth there we'll be live on location uh talking to you the listeners so if you want to come and be a part of a podcast episode say hello uh, that is october 3rd and 4th at the edmonton expo center cannabis hemp is where you can get more information
0: you got to join. Uh no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for cannabis characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> <laughs> and beyond. The blow. Let the Heavy girl with that man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs>
1: All right. We're going back, uh, into the, uh, the seventies and eighties, uh, for this one, uh, the show taxi, if you can find it, watch it. There's some heavy hitters on this cast and it was a funny show. I was going through these clips yesterday, laughing my ass off. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, big stars that, uh, came out of that show. Um, uh, judge Hirsch. Tony Danza was on that show. Jeff Conway, Andy Kaufman, and Christopher Lloyd. Um, oh, Danny DeVito was on there as well. Um, you know, there was uh, there was so many. Uh, what was it was it Mary Lou Henner um, was the the one female cast member that was in the main cast. I think. Anyway, it was an awesome show. It was it was really funny. I used to watch it on reruns after school. So the character we're doing today is named Gordon, and he was uh, Jim Ignatowski's roommate, who was played by Christopher Lloyd. That was who played Jim Ignatowski. And the guy who played his roommate in this episode, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks as a uh, stoner on Taxi. So uh, as a, a burnout in the, from the 60s, that's basically what Jim Ignatowski was. He is telling the story in one episode about how he became the pothead he is. And in a flashback, it features Tom Hanks as his roommate, Gordon, Jim Ignatowski, Christopher Lloyd, at that time was a straight A student before trying a brownie one day in college. Here's a little Tom Hanks from taxi.
4: I have a story to tell Elaine. Hey Jim, does it have anything to do with what we're talking about? One can only hope. (laughs)
3: It was Long ago A simpler time
1: Oh wow (laughs) Far out (laughs) Everything is just so beautiful I'm just embarrassed
0: that you're seeing me crying like a baby Gordon Gordon, you're not crying what What am I doing? You're smiling and happy. Great! <laughs> I'm
3: smiling.
1: I'm happy.
0: <laughs> Watch this.
1: It is psychedelic. Heather, I have seen a lava lamp. They're very colorful and amusing for about five seconds. Now let's go to the library and do some study.
0: Jimmy, sometimes you are such a drag.
1: Hey, I like to party as much as the next guy. Yeah, if the next guy is a Quaker... <laughs> Congratulations, Gordon. That was almost a complete sentence. Uh, Really? Well, if you will excuse me, I have some studying to do in the
2: library. Oh, Jim, Jim, don't you understand,
1: huh? I mean, all the studying, all the books, and all the libraries, and all the gymnasiums... I forgot my thoughts.
3: <laughs>
1: there you go. It's it's cool to see Christopher Lloyd playing it straight as uh, Jim Ignatowski and Tom Hanks playing the stoner. Both went on to great things, as did a lot of that cast on Taxi. Lloyd as uh, Jim Ignatowski was terrific. Maybe the best scene of the entire series was when he was writing the test for his license and he's asking Bobby Wheeler, who was played by uh, Jeff Conaway, uh, for the answer to a question. What does a yellow light mean? Slow down. Okay. What?
3: Slow down. Okay. Wow. Was... <laughs> a... Yeah.
1: So good. I mean, when, if you can watch that clip on, uh, find that clip out there. Um, you, you, Jeff Conway is like just breaking up with laughter near the end of the scene. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's so good. So brilliant acting by the cast of taxi is Tom Hanks playing roommate Gordon in a flashback in one of Hanks's earlier roles after Booz and Buddies. Uh, he did it in episodes of happy days and, uh, family ties as well. That's our cannabis character. Uh make sure if you're looking for a DNA kit from Lobo Genetics you use the promo code cannabis101 to get 50% off. Go to Lobogene.com, use the promo code cannabis101, all one word, get 50% off your DNA kit and find out how you and cannabis can coexist together in a better
0: way. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis Store Manager and Educator.
1: My good friend, Chris Ionson, Manager of Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave and our educator on What's That Strain, joining me in studio how are you today chris so you made it through the uh the deluge of
2: rain that we've had yeah yeah it was that was crazy uh i was was at my store earlier today and it was a a gorgeous day out and then out of nowhere within like it felt like 10 minutes uh sky just went dark uh we saw this one crash of lightning that that lit up my whole store everyone in the store kind of did a little freak out yeah Yeah, it it was pretty crazy i guess that's edmonton weather for you
1: Changes in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm excited uh, for this today. We are doing Horizon uh, from Hexo, and I uh, grabbed this using the uh, click and collect. When I came in, I also grabbed some sweet chocolates that I'm going to be using (laughs) for some THC-infused s'mores later this week. So maybe we'll touch on some of those chocolates Uh, At the end of the interview, but uh, click and collect, uh, get in, get out, get your cannabis, uh, get you faster home to be able to enjoy it and uh, protects you, the consumer and the bud tender. So it's pretty easy. They can just use the Leafly website and boom, you guys have the order.
2: Yeah, that's right. We got uh, the menus are updated uh, uh, pretty much live every day, multiple times a day. So you can kind of see and shop from home uh, and decide what you want and then place the order so that when you do come into the store, it's just a quicker process.
1: There you go. Protecting. Everybody during this uh, time where we have to be a little bit more careful. So this is uh, Horizon from uh, Hexo. Uh, it is a sativa dominant hybrid, and uh, we have talked about uh, Hexo before, and uh, they they have a really great story. And they were started by basically two cool dudes in Gatineau, Quebec. And I've been to Gatineau. Uh, I was in uh, Ottawa for a hockey tournament. We drove over to Gatineau to a party. Oh. It is a great town.
2: Nice. Nice. I, uh, I haven't been that far east. The furthest, east, the furthest, furthest east east I've been is uh, Toronto. So okay, there you go. I'm, I'm dying to see the rest of Canada over there. Uh, but yeah, Hexel was founded, uh, yeah, by, uh, by two really cool guys, uh, Sebastien St. Louis, uh, and Adam Miron. Um, and, uh, they just seem like really cool guys. I've seen them in, in some interviews. Um, seemed very personable guys, very passionate about cannabis. Uh, I am going to add them to my list of people that I would like to smoke a joint with. Yes, um, I, one of my uh, one of the the Hexel rep uh, he's, he's a good friend of, of Nova in the store. His name's uh, Tom Hardy or Tom Party Hardy, mm-hmm. uh, and and Tom had mentioned that he got a chance to to meet uh, Sebastian. He said the. the very cool guy. He was just super honored to meet him and just great energy with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like it kind of shows with that, that's kind of transformed into the, the company, you know, where you got the, the two guys leading it that have this, you know, great personality and, and focus on things and you kind of see it through the company.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And for, for those that uh, may be aware, uh, maybe you've heard of, uh, the, the up, uh, cannabis, uh, which is the uh, affiliation with the tragically hip, uh, they are part of the Hexo family and we've discussed that before. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, I, 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 just think that, um, companies that see value in other companies and you know, they're going to, I, that, that's what I look for when it comes to successful cannabis. When they see boom, that's something we want to be a part of. I want to be a part of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That happened. Uh, yeah. In 2019, that was a, uh, big acquisition there. Uh, Hexo acquired new strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they, they have uh, up cannabis, uh, yeah, a uh, great brand, very great Canadian brand, uh. So, so is Hexo, too, right? Uh, so uh, And under the Hexo umbrella, too, there's also Original Stash, uh, which that's is right. worth, worth talking about, too. And that's kind of their, like, black market buster, you know, where you're seeing uh, ounce bags at a really competitive price. Uh, and then also recently, too, they just released the Original Stash Reserve, which I, I know I have that yeah, yeah I was I, just
1: looking for it I don't know where yeah. I put it but it's, it's <laughs> you and I both got so it it is so dusty with trichomes dusty oh is a good
2: goodness. word <laughs> <laughs> it was caked with crystals even the bag the lining of the bag had crystals in it uh, yeah you want to like peel that all yeah, out yeah that was uh, that was very impressive when I got that yeah, yeah. no doubt so it's interesting
1: uh, Hexo did not start out uh, on the rec side though
2: yeah totally um, so initially well actually kind of they did but
1: it was a different name right yeah,
2: yeah. well but more on the medicinal side though right uh, so initially incorporated in, in 2013 under the name Hydro Apothecary. Uh, and th- this was a company that was solely created to meet the needs of the medical cannabis market. Uh, and then with the advent of, of legalized the legalized market, um, the company became Hexo Corp uh, and still retaining Hydro Apothecary for their medical clients, but creating Hexo for the adult use community. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they do it with a lot of space <laughs> and in a very efficient way. Yeah, totally. Uh, they're they're one of the country's lowest cost producers right now, um, and, and currently Hexo has uh, more than one point eight million square feet of uh, of production capacity. Wow. So oh. yeah, they're 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 growing lots, and that that's a lot of plants. Um, and they're also, you know, their products are grown in, and processed in in a state of the art facilities uh, at at their campus mm. uh, in Maison Angers uh, in Quebec, and it's about thirty minutes from Ottawa. Uh, so it's kind of cool that all their facilities kind of in one big area, the campus, Wow, Uh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. The, the, the cannabis campus, I would like to enroll there at some point. (laughs) Um, you know, what's also cool is, is we're seeing around the world right now. So many people have their eyes on Canada when it comes to cannabis, because we have taken such great steps in, in legalizing. There's a referendum in New Zealand right now. Uh, Thailand is looking. There's so many countries that yeah. are looking at it. And uh, Hexo is kind of getting into the, uh, the international medicinal market as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, actually really big, new, big news, Dean. Uh, in, in early uh, July 2020, it was announced that Hexo will be supplying medicinal cannabis uh, to Israel mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a 24-month agreement with, uh, with Breath of Life. Uh Breath of Life is a kind of a company in Israel. They have uh, some pharmacies and some some distribution. Okay. Um, so the idea is, is Hexo sent them uh, the first shipment, it was 493 kilograms. And it was amidst the tightening international borders. Um, there was a significant reduction in air cargo availability. Uh, because and, of COVID. Because yeah. of COVID, yeah, we were dealing with COVID, but they still managed to send almost, hmm. almost 500 kilograms of cannabis uh, overseas. And, uh, and today medical patients in Israel are able to access some of Hexo's best-selling products, uh, and they're, they're packaging them in a, in a 10 gram format and, um, it's, Mm. it's designed exclusively for the Israeli market and they're including bilingual packaging. So it's going to have English and Hebrew on the packaging and labels. 10 grams
1: is interesting, eh? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. Like I've got the, well, what did that original stash? Was that 15 grams? It was a 14, 14 grams. So, yeah. so a half, a half, so, but it, I've never seen it in a 10 gram. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's a new, uh, new format. Uh, but, uh, you know, cool. I'm curious what the reason would be for that, but I'm sure they had their reasons, you know. Yeah, but there's
1: like that maybe there's some sort of limit on, yeah. maybe that's what a person can carry. I'm not really sure. I wouldn't, uh, yeah. but, but who knows, you know, the limit of what you can carry here is just over an ounce, which I always thought weird. I don't know why they just didn't say 28 grams. Yeah. But you can go too. in and buy an ounce and like uh, two one gram pre rolls if you really want to. Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: okay, that's really cool. And and like a lot of companies, Hexa was you know has their vape products as as well. And we all know there was a lot of concern over black market vapes and mm-hmm. you know what products are in them. Well, these are like almost double triple tested here.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is a real cool kind of fact about Hexo is all, all the vape products uh, are, are collected, uh, sampled and tested by a Health Canada accredited third party laboratory. And and this company will provide uh, a complete certificate of analysis for their vapes. Um, and their vapes are also subject to clinical testing with a trusted contract research organization. And what they do is they inspect the proprietary Hexo vape blends for taste, tolerability, um and and the short term uh, undesired effects. Hmm. So they're kind of really making sure that their their vapes are are fired uh, They're also, doubling down. Yeah, and they're just making sure that they're, um, Health Canada approved too. So you know you're not going to see any of that the vitamin E or the acetate stuff mm-hmm. in there. It's going to be super clean. Poison filler. Yeah. Um, yeah, and their, their their vapes are also examined for chemical stability in different environments too, uh, which allows them to confirm the blends are not altered or transformed in any way when heated. So I thought that was super cool uh, to see them doing that.
1: Uh, On their own, right? Yeah. Like this is them going the extra mile, paying that bill to make sure it's safe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great news. I, I, wish other LPs would do stuff like that. We
1: have to gain the consumer confidence after seeing, and and I think we have, I think we, we are, we are past the, oh my God, is there poison in my vape stage that yeah. we saw in the United States and Canada from the black market. Yeah. Uh, but they're just re- we have to reassure the customer and, the, and then Hexo is certainly doing that. So when we talk about horizon, let's talk about the history and a little bit of the lineage.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Horizon by Hexo. Um, the strain name uh, is actually it's called Serious Happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, now you won't you won't see that name in in store level. Um, I think there's a, an issue with the the naming of it. We got to keep the, a term like happiness. Out of out of the strain name, I think it might lead people to be like, "Well, I smoked this serious happiness, and I didn't get happy." <laughs> I want uh, my money back. Yeah, so they that that name got removed, and and they've just they've now called it just AK forty seven crossed with Warlock, uh, which is what the serious happiness genetics is, mm-hmm. um, and it was created by serious seeds. They're kind of legendary growers there, um, and what they said about serious happiness uh, is two legends were crossed to produce the strain. Uh, We combined our famous warlock father with our legendary AK-47 mother and the result gave us pure happiness. Mm -hmm. In fact, this hybrid brings happiness twice. First, you will be happy about how easy to grow she is. Serious Happiness has the perfect hybrid structure for indoor growing with several side branches not too close together. Um, And then... This is the moment when she gives pure happiness for the second time. Her effect is a long lasting buzz that combines a nice body stone with an incredible head high. We felt this as pure bliss.
1: Oh, well, that is pure happiness. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we know it as uh, pure happiness now, then uh, it's on the store shelves as uh, horizon and it does have some pretty heavy hitters when it comes to uh you know, parents lineage. So let's talk about AK 47.
2: Yeah, for sure. So AK 47 kind of legendary, uh, sativa dominant hybrid. Uh, it's known for its, you know, white coloring, uh, despite its violent name, uh, the, the strain can carry a, a, a very mellow and relaxed feeling that that can leave one, you know, stuck in couch locked just very chill. Uh, it can also provide the user with feelings of euphoria and peacefulness. It's also been said to be a great strain for listening to music. Nice. Now, the genetic breakdown of AK-47 is kind of cool. It's uh, four land race strains. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got some Colombian in there. That's a sativa. Uh, And that's going to be crossed with some Mexican. Also another sativa. Throw some Thai in the mix. One more sativa and then some Afghan indica. It's like around the world in a hundred tokes, man. Yeah, like yeah, you're going to
1: all these different places.
2: Yeah, it is very global. This th- that strain. So yeah, AK forty-seven is great, and and actually Hexo does have uh, just a straight uh, AK forty-seven. That's their Atlantis strain. Oh, Okay. So that that is available in the rec market right now. Uh, but yeah, AK forty-seven is great. Um, let's talk about Warlock. Uh, this is a cool story. Warlock is is pretty neat. So Warlock is a kind of a combination of Skunk number one crossed with Afghan. Uh, but it was created entirely by accident, and uh, so the magic of the mostly indica warlock comes from Magus Genetics. And in the early 1990s, the founder of Magus Genetics, Jarrett Slott, became, uh, or began an outdoor grow with some land race Afghani seeds uh, and some skunk number one seeds. While growing the male Afghani plants, he pollinated uh, a skunk number one female, creating a ton of F1 hybrid seeds. The following year, Garrett moved to an indoor setup and grew some clones that he got from a friend, as well as the skunk number one and the accidental hybrid seeds. As the plants grew, he took notice of the fact that the hybrids were doing better uh, than the pure skunk plants, but they lacked the flavor and aroma of the skunk. Um, So having run out of the pure skunk seeds, Garrett decided to cross the last of his female skunks uh, with pollen from uh, some of the male hybrids. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and the children um, from this coupling grew as strongly as the F1 hybrids and had an even better smell, even better taste than the original skunk plants. And so Warlock was the final result that would go on to be a mainstay of of Magus genetics. They ended up throwing Warlock into uh, nearly all the strains that they've had. So it's a really cool indica found by accident.
1: So amazing that something that became so integral for them, Uh, just, just happened by chance. Uh, it's amazing. The, uh, you know, that movie sliding doors, you always wonder, you know, what happens if you did this choice and, and, and you always wonder like you, you're planning on something, something else happens and it turns out to be brilliant that you never even planned on. Yeah. Serendipity, I guess. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good word. (laughs) Uh, It's also award winning, right?
2: yeah that's right uh so yeah with the the, the serious happiness uh, strain uh it was the winner of the the most productive category uh at the uh <laughs> 2016 master seed cup i like that category what a category i uh, most productive I, I feel like that's that's important i would want to know you know, what, what's a good productive strain to, you know, get stuff done.
1: Yeah, this is definitely going on my list of, uh, you know, like uh, Jack Carrere for me is a strain that, mm-hmm. you know, provides me with uh, a really good boost. This is definitely going to go on that list of creative strains mm-hmm. uh, that I want to, uh, to to help me work. So beautiful. Uh, Hexo.com is the website. Very clinical, very professional.
2: Yeah, it's very, very crisp and, and, and clean uh, to the point. Um, yeah, super professional too. I feel like that's... Um, yeah, very kind of a corporate, uh, mm-hmm. cannabis site there. And then you
1: could find out some of their different, they have tons of information. The information is great for sure. Uh, 17.67% on the uh, THC. So, uh, this would be classified as a, as a mid range. Yeah,
2: I think it's a mid range for sure. All
1: right. Let's get back to that name thing, mm-hmm. serious happiness. So the, the term happiness can't end up on a cannabis strain. So that's why we're, we're seeing it called horizon.
2: Yeah, well maybe. So I mean the, the with that, um we're not gonna see it called serious happiness. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh but with all of all of Hexo's strains though, whether it's Helios, Atlantis, Horizon, um uh, tsunami, right. lagoon, uh, Hexo does provide kind of like a, a blanket name for for their strains. Yeah. And and then But uh, you
1: wouldn't see in brackets beside it serious no, happiness you because you sure you're not it, allowed to yeah. like sometimes you see uh, this strain and then the, the, the original, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't see serious happiness.
2: No, you wouldn't. Um, originally we did originally on, on the initial launch of horizon, mm-hmm. it did say serious happiness on there. And I think that that was an after an afterthought of, of regulations being like, so hey, then you, they gotta, to you gotta, you gotta change yeah. that name. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's horizon. I mean, it does say on the package and it'll say Hexo horizon and then underneath it, it will say the strain, uh, which gives us the all, all Kush Cush forty seven right. cross with the warlock is what they put on their packaging.
1: All right. So that's uh, it's interesting. And you know, we'll see that develop over time with uh you know, we saw, like we talked about, uh, with the, the, the ounce trailer park buds that came out, they had to, uh, you know, change that packaging and st- stuff like that. So uh, that's interesting. So serious happiness, uh, horizon, uh, that's the name. It definitely, uh, you know, it, the, the happiness thing is, is obvious. Uh, we just heard that and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what's on the horizon. Maybe everybody gets excited about yeah. what's uh, and happy about what's on the horizon. Sweet. So, yeah. I'm not like sure. It.
2: How about the look? Uh, the look, uh, well, um, well, let's talk about the, the, the packaging first. Mm -hmm. Uh, it came to us in a white tub, uh, with, you know, the label right on it. Um, it used to come with a a blue box around the white tub. Uh, Hexo was phasing that box out. Uh, you will still see right now in my store, I've got kind of, I've got blue boxes and I've got the white tubs, um, until, you know,
1: Well, once the boxes are done, they're not coming back. That's
2: right. That's right. So So good
1: on Hexo for transitioning Mm. away from, because there's no, that's not necessary.
2: Completely unnecessary. It's just extra packaging. All the info that's on the box is also on the label. That's right. So it just really doesn't need to be there.
1: So no box. That's good. When you get it open, uh, man, you, you almost need your shades on. It's ha. so bright.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, definitely like bright, bright green buds, uh, with some kind of like darker green flecks in, yeah. inside those buds. Uh, but the pistols man on, on the, this stuff is it's bright, it's bright popping, orange, man. Like it looks like it's orange bud with like a little hints of green. Like it's, it's just bright green. It's
1: like, you know, I, sometimes you look at paintings of like, uh, like forest and you see the different kind of colors of like autumn. Like this looks like almost Ooh. like an autumn fall painting with the that's different it, colors yeah. green and then some orange and you just need a little bit of yellow in there to make it yeah. look like the river valley I love, in Edmonton, i love that right?
2: man that's what that's perfect yeah but it,
1: it's it's amazing like the colors are awesome and, and i and don't just grab your weed go home throw it in your bowl take a look at it yeah. take five minutes smell it try to try to think you know smell what do you write down what you think and then check to see how I,
2: like yeah. experiment look at your cannabis enjoy it yeah, absolutely. Dean, uh, you know, get the flashlight on your phone. Totally. Uh, see how much, you know, how the trichomes shine yeah. on it. Uh, like take a good look, really examine it. Uh, I do feel like that's important and it's going to help you kind of find and, and know what you like yes, individually. Yes, a
1: hundred percent, especially the smells and stuff. Speaking of that, what do you, when you, when you stick your nose in there, it's strong, there's some, some pine, definitely.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it's got a kind of like a sweet earthy, mm-hmm. uh, aroma to it, um, I kind of noticed like slight, a slight fruitiness to it, but definitely like piney and woodsy for sure. Um, I think it smells pretty nice. It smells appetizing.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, okay. Let's talk terpenes. Yeah. Um, what is the terpene profile?
2: So the, the dominant three terpenes for uh, the horizon here uh, is going to be myrcenes, our, our first one, and that's going to provide kind of an earthy uh, flavor to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, then we got caryophylline, your fave, and that's, uh, the black pepper kind of spiciness, uh, and then followed up with, uh, with pinene, and that's going to, you know, provide the, the pine, uh, as you could have guessed.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, I always, that pinene smell is like, uh, you know, walk, walking through a forest trail or something and you're, you, you're not paying attention, you turn around, you get a big pine tree stuck in your face <laughs> or something, or you ever like horseback riding. You always think like the guy's not paying attention. He gets whacked by the tree. It's like that getting whacked by a bunch of pining. When I smell yeah. this, it's the kind of the first thing that, uh, that came to my mind. What about desired effect? I know everybody is a little bit different, but you know, what was your experience and, and what's the kind of the general experience that people do seem to get with horizon?
2: Yeah, totally Dean. Um, I I definitely think it's a a long lasting buzz. Um, and it combines a a real nice soothing body stone, uh, with an incredibly cerebral head high. So you Mm kind of get the best of both worlds. Uh, it's definitely a good mood strain. Um, you know, it's, it, puts a smile on my face. I feel like a lot, I say that about a lot of cannabis, uh, but uh, this one definitely did put me in a good mood. Um, I found it was real good for creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, not that I, you know, did any projects. I didn't grab, you know, I didn't start doing any projects, but I I just felt creative juices kind of flowing in my head. Ideas, right? Yeah. Ideas going. Um, I was watching some shows while I was on it too. And just like, just kind of weird humor uh kind of came up that i, I feel like i probably wouldn't have thought of otherwise maybe so, you wouldn't
1: have saw yeah, yeah
2: so it just kind of got the creative juices flowing for sure
1: so have a notepad or the notes uh app on your phone ready for the yeah. ideas to start coming when totally. you
2: use this. Yeah. Uh I do think that uh the strain pairs well with twizzlers and hip hop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I know from experience from uh from last night uh it was it was great. Uh and def- definitely it's a it's a sativa dominant strain. Yeah. Uh, I did feel kind of Open eyelids and buzzy thoughts. You know, now, for me, when I smoke, my, my tell for you know whether I'm smoking to indica or sativa. Uh, if it's an if it's an indica, my eyelids go <laughs> halfway down my eye, and I, I mumble and I yeah. I just I really slow down. You're sleepwalking. And, and then I smoke a sativa, and I got all this energy, and my eyes are wide open, and oh man, I got to tell you three stories back to back to back. Let's go. Um, so I definitely did feel uh, a bit of a sativa dominant uh, effects, but but still feeling a lot of body stuff. So it's, I'd say it's like a 60, 40 sativa to. Brilliant. Side. Yeah.
1: All right. The three W's who, what, and when is this good for? Let's start with the who,
2: who, so who it is uh good for. It is good for a guy like me. Uh, it's, I feel like it's good for a, most smokers, uh, you know, the intermediate smoker, I think that if you're just getting into cannabis, uh, maybe don't start off with the Horizon. Right. Uh, but, I mean, if you've been smoking for a little bit and you're looking for the next step up out of the level one stuff, uh, Horizon's great for that. It's it's not too intense. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel really nice.
1: Yeah, sometimes for a beginner, um, mid to high THC uh, strains aren't good because they're not used to... Mm-hmm. Some of the effects that come on, uh, this isn't like a straight hard sativa, but still probably the, the level two smoke. Yeah,
2: I think so too.
1: All right. The, the, what
2: the, what, uh, so I find it, it'd be really good for not that I got to check it out, but social, social gatherings, mm. I think this would be a great strain to to bring to a party, camping site, camping. Yeah. Like, uh, it gets, gets people going, gets, gets the conversation going. And, um, I also think it was good for chores around the house. So I did mm-hmm. some dishes last night and I had a lot of fun doing Don't it. I didn't even
1: really notice you're doing them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. really, it was, it was good. Uh, and, and you want to fu- do
1: the dishes on the way out then? I'm good. Dude. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and,
2: and I, I think it was also good for funny movies too. Yeah. Uh, just some humor. I, um, I don't know that it'd be a great strain for, for, you know, getting into like some serious documentaries. Uh, I watched
1: Harlem nights last week on uh, lava cake that we yeah. did. So I think this would be another good comedy strain.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. I think funny movies just shut your brain off and, and get the laughs going. Uh, as for, as for when it's, uh, when it's good for, it, um, I kind of, I, I want to say like it's mostly any time of the day. Um, Except for maybe right before bed. Um, you just, you know, as you're trying to, like, fall asleep, your your mind might be just buzzing a little mm-hmm. bit. So so
1: maybe, like we'd say, two, three hours before would be the cutoff before you go to bed? I think, like, two hours. Two hours, yeah. yeah. So if you're yeah. going to bed at 11, maybe you don't have this past nine.
2: Yeah. For the rest of the day, though, I think you're golden. Okay. Um, I also think it's a, a really good strain, too, if you're, if you're feeling a bit down. Uh, I think that's that's yes. kind of a, a, a good one where... I just find that it's put me in a really good mood uh, in the past.
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, We talked earlier about how uh, HEXO started out uh, on the the medical side with a hydropothecary. This strain was one of their strains on the medical side that was, you know, said, and it's anecdotal, but uh, said to be good for uh, depression. Which is something that I use my cannabis for. Uh, So this is a a perfect strain to have by no means am I saying this is going to cure you of your depression. (laughs) But this is a strain that has been known to lift spirits and just maybe, you know, not, it's not going to make you forget about everything, but it's going to maybe think you're going to make you think a little bit differently. And, and that's how you're going to work yourself into a good mood.
2: Yeah, I very well said, Dean. I think that's that's pretty bang on. I do think, and I agree, and echo your sentiment of it might not be for everybody, and everyone is different. uh, But the kind of the general consensus. But serious happiness, man. When
1: something is called that, it's probably going to be good for your depression. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) All right. So that's the who, what, and when. And uh, I, I snuck a little taste in there while you were talking. So yeah. as I uh, hit this again, uh, let's talk about the taste test. Uh, what are you? What are you? What are you feeling? What are you tasting? Are you experiencing with this?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, my takes on the on the taste uh, definitely earthy uh, and sweet, uh, and there's definitely some citrusy accents uh, to it while you're hitting it, and then you might notice on the exhale there, I, I kind of like a sugary aftertaste.
1: Yeah. Um, like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know what the proper word, but you know, like, there's like a crumble on, uh, on some, like some pie or something like that. Okay. Like that sugary, <laughs> uh, but definitely there's a sweetness to it though. Yeah. For, for sure. There's a sweetness.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice strain. I, yeah. I, I would highly recommend to all you guys out there, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out horizon, uh, check it out. Uh, I, I, I remember I had it like when it first came out and it, it was great back then. Um, and then also too, we, uh, worth mentioning is, uh, like at Nova specifically, um, I'm not sure about other recreational stores, but, uh, we're doing a, a Hexo summer sale where, uh, oh, they, nice. Helios, Atlantis and Horizon are all on pretty, pretty decent, um, price reduction. and uh, so yeah, we're looking to, to, to move some of the stuff. Uh, Beautiful. So yeah, I mean, if you want to try check it out, uh. Now's the best time to do I it, right? I think so.
1: Uh, this is going to be great for, uh, the, uh, camping, uh, outing that I'm going on, yeah. uh, this week, just you know, getting out and exploring nature with this and it'll, I think it'll promote a lot of really cool things. Also is going to be great is the chocolates that I, uh, yeah. that I picked up, uh, two bang and, uh, two, uh, legends Legend. yeah. and let's just quickly th- th- with the legends, there is something really cool. Like you want a tasty candy <laughs> or chocolate? This is it, eh?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um. So uh, yeah, Legends—they're uh, from the same company that Bang is uh, put out. So it's it's put out by Indiva, um, and uh, so Bang was you know kind of the entry level right. chocolate where it's, I kind of feel like the flavor to it is is similar to um, like a advent calendar chocolate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where it's you know it's 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 nice. It, it works. Um, But there's better options, like, you know, uh, and so if you go, you know, a dollar, spend a dollar more, you get the Legend chocolate and the Legend, same company, but uh, this time they partnered up with uh, Bernard Calbeau. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, like legendary chocolatier. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been, it's funny, I've mentioned that to a few people that, you know, come in and said, like, I'm I'm not sure which chocolate to get now. Let them know the story with each chocolate. Um, I thought a lot more people would be aware of who Bernard Calbo was. I've been kind of surprised people. Are really? Like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, like just legendary chocolatier yeah. you know, from Alberta. Like, uh. Wow. It's tasty though. It is. It's great stuff. Um, uh, it's got a real nice flavor to it. And I think like melting it with like some marshmallow and graham crackers yeah. is going to be brilliant.
1: I tried, uh, the first camping trip I went on this year, I did it with a uh, Chowie Wowie. And it was almost too thick, right? Like ah, it's yeah. uh, it's it's a it's still delicious, yeah. But I I want something that I think will melt better, yeah. With the the s'more stuff, so that's why I went th- this route this time.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I. That's great, man. I feel like it just I just had this this idea right now of like an LP should come up with like a a s'mores yeah a s'mores edible package already like, already yeah. s'mored. Yeah. Oh oh man, already s'mored. It's already like stacked yeah. up just add heat or really, yeah. like melt your marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know. That's I I'd try it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would too. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I love, uh, um, cannabis camping. I love cannabis camping now. It's, uh, it's one of my yeah. favorite things. And, you know, um, I, I haven't cooked yet with cannabis. I'm not to that stage, but I envision someday, you know, doing some, you know, uh, cannabis infused meals on the campsite.
2: Yeah. I mean, with, with the cannabis infused meals too, though, uh, just, I'll bring it up. Uh, uh, on our social media sites, we have the nomad. uh, yeah, the Travis nomad Peterson. Cook. Yeah, Travis Peterson. Every Sunday, he takes over our social media account, and he's actually teaching people uh, cool. how to cook with cannabis. So, uh, you know, may- maybe they, when you're ready, uh, watch one of his videos to see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool.
1: I've been to one of his uh, pop-up restaurants. I ate uh, his cool. his cooking. He did strawberry shortcake with the strawberry cream. that top, that's top leaf, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He made that. That was part of the the, dessert. It was really good. So yeah, I highly uh, implore people to check that out uh, on uh, Sundays. I'll uh, let you know how the chocolates work out. (laughs) And I'm definitely going to enjoy some Horizon uh, as I stare out at the Horizon while camping. This has been uh, What's That Strain? We did Horizon from Hexo, a sativa dominant hybrid. Chris, thanks as always for coming out, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary
0: Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day.
1: Samuel L. Jacks, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. All right, this is what we do on Weed Word of the Day: one slang, one standard. Let's start with the slang word, and uh, it's a term. It's called the Gatling gun. And um, if you if you're uh, a fan of history or the Old West, uh, kind of, I guess I don't know, was it around the Civil War? I'm not really sure, but the Gatling gun was a, a gun used uh, mostly by military, sometimes by bandits, um, and it had like uh, it would shoot just it was like a round tube and there was bullet holes all around it. So it would just, you know, fire rapid fire uh, bullets going in a circle. So a friend of mine uh, who I used to work with at Global Television, the camera guy, uh, told me about this Gatlin gun joint. And what you do is uh, you take one joint and then you basically surround that joint in a circle with other joints and then wrap it. You're gonna have to attach a bunch of papers together around the joints, So basically you're getting like five or six joints in this Gatlin gun. Now, first of all, I, I should warn you, this is a terrible waste of weed. It's a good party trick, but it's a terrible waste of weed. Um, especially right now when you not, shouldn't be sharing joints. So I'm just telling this as, as uh, cause it's kind of a fun party trick that you might want to plan, um, whenever we can get back to it, but keep in mind, you could waste a lot of weed. So anyway, you wrap it around, you light them all, and you're basically smoking uh, five or six joints uh, at at once. I'm terrible at rolling, so I pack joints and I still, I I can never get the wrap around the joints with the papers tight enough that it doesn't uh, just turn out to be a giant waste of weed. So anyway, that's the Gatling gun. It's a giant, uh, massive, uh, multi-joint, joint, I guess you would say um i I, honestly it's funny and it's cool and it looks good so if you want to make one and then take some cool pictures then i would probably either you know light it and barely smoke it if you want to do it and then take it all apart and and smoke the joints uh, on the room but it does look cool it's a good party trick the standard term we're talking about this week is trichomes and and you've heard chris and i probably talk about this if you've been listening to the cannabis 101 podcast uh, for any amount of time. And, and we often say, you know, this strain has great trichome coverage. In short, when you look at the plant and it looks kind of frosty, that usually means good trichome coverage. If you have a four piece grinder where you grind your bud then the good parts fall through and they catch at the bottom. Uh, if you grind regularly, it will not take you long to build some up. You can top your bowl or a joint. It's a really nice boost. So what are they? Well, the Greek translation means hair on plants. And that's why when you look at them closely, they look like hairs or spines. Some people call them crystals. Uh, They are the resin glands of the cannabis plant and contain all the great cannabinoids and terpenes that we know and don't know yet about. It's the highest concentration of THC in the plant. So when you collect or harvest it, you are getting um, the most, especially if it's from your top cola buds, the highest part of your plant. So if you're a medicinal user and you wanna get a little bit more uh, from your cannabis, you can collect this keef and put it in and it will give you a higher concentration of THC um, or some of the different terpenes uh, and cannabinoids that you're, you're specifically after. So that's what trichomes are. So when you get your cannabis, take it home, put it under a light, and you'll see these little kind of spiny things or a microscope if you have one. Uh, you'll see these little spiny hair-like things. Uh uh that is the the sweetness, the nectar, uh I sometimes say uh when it comes to the cannabis plant.
0: This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.
1: And that will wrap things up for us this week on the Cannabis 101 podcast. Big thanks to Daniel Newen of Pneumo Cannabis for dropping by and telling us his incredible story. And now when you head into a Numo Cannabis, you'll know how much passion is behind it and exactly what the name means big thanks to chris ianson as always the manager of the nova cannabis jasper ave location groovy spot great artwork out side and out on the sides of the shop as well and of course he brought with us some some beautiful knowledge when it comes to horizon uh, by Helios, um, I picked it up uh, along with some bang and legends chocolates using the click and collect system in and out of the store protects you and protects the bud tenders even more. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a review uh, really helps us, uh, to let us know, uh, what you like about the show and, um, maybe what you think could be improved. And if you would uh, like to check out more, head to www.cannabis101podcast and drop us a note with any of your suggestions that you have there. You can also email me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com if you think you would make a good guest or if you would like to join the show as an advertiser. Thanks very much, everybody. As we go, as usual, I leave you with marijuana. Our extra song uh, from the artist, My Dead Dog. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy.
4: Namaste.
1: Peace and love, peace and love. This is a serious message.
3: grown very fond
0: of you get in my brain i love you mary jane oh hello
3: lemon cheese another bowl for me
0: please you get in my brain take me down my knees oh To get in my brain the driving me insane Oh hello to